Hi there, and welcome to episode nine of the AdPod. Today, we're going to be talking about attention as a metric. If you haven't noticed, attention is really picking up interest within the trade press and across the industry in general. And that's because the cookie is going away. And the cookie is used as the main method for measuring success of advertising in digital. And attention is being seen as a viable alternative. And it stands to reason because brands want their ads to be seen, right? So today to discuss this, I'm joined by Mike Follett, who is the managing director at Lumen. And Lumen are an eye tracking company who are really pioneering in this space. I've known Mike for a good number of years, and I really enjoyed catching up with him to discuss all things attention. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy episode nine of The Ad Pod. Hey, Mike, welcome to The Ad Pod. How are you doing? Not too bad. Thanks, Wayne. Nice to see you again. No, good to see you as well. Um, and for those who don't know you, would you mind giving us a quick intro into your career and what you do now? Well, my name is Mike Follett. I'm the Managing Director of Lumen Research. I started my career in ads, uh, uh, God, about 20 years ago now. Um, I was a planner uh, at uh, the creative agency DDB. So I started in the grad recruitment scheme in London there. And then I went off to be head of planning for tribal DDB in New York. And then I went out to be head of planning for the DDB group in India for a couple of years. I came back to, to London to work on the Tesco account. And it, it was then that it sort of dawned on me that I had the same problem again and again and again with advertising, which is that um, everyone's got an opinion about what it should look like, but the research tools we have to work out what is a good ad and what is about what's an attention grabbing ad and what and what's going to get ignored is just people's opinions. So I'd used eye tracking quite a lot um, uh, in, in web design and, 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 and um, uh, UX studies when I was over in the States. And I thought, well, perhaps we could apply this to advertising, not just to websites. And so while I was working back in London for Tesco's ad agency, we did our first eye tracking tests on, on print advertising and digital advertising uh, there. And I had that sort of moment of uh, uh, a Damascus, you know, uh, sort of, uh, uh, a moment of revelation where I suddenly thought, bloody hell, this is how people actually engage with ads. Instead of arguing about it, I think this, I, you just go and look at how people actually engage with them. And so I jacked it all in and uh, went off, went into an MBA. Um, uh, and while I was there, planned out uh, Lumen. And um, we started in 2013. And now Lumen is uh, about 25 strong. Uh, we've been going for about eight years. And we're an attention technology company. We use eye tracking technology to work out, um, firstly, is anyone looking at your ads? <laughs> and if so, what are they looking at? How long are they looking at for? How does that differ across media? Um, and we uh, take that data, that raw data, and I'll tell you about, a bit more about how we collect it in a second. We take that raw data and we turn it into predictive models of attention. And those attention predictions can, can then be used, um, especially in digital advertising, uh, either as a pre-bid uh, prediction. So it can be used inside a DSP to uh, help you buy ads that we predict are going to get lots of attention and avoid buying ads that are just going to get ignored. 
So that's a pre-bid technology. But we also have a post-bid technology as well, like a viewability tool, as it were. Uh, and that is a technology that you put a pixel on your um, campaigns created. Uh, it goes out into the world. It records lots and lots of viewability data. And then we, we uh, use that data, we apply a, a model to that data to say, well, I reckon this ad here was viewable for 10 seconds and probably got two seconds of attention. Um, and that ad over there um, was viewable for five seconds and probably got one second of attention, things like that. So eight years of work have gone from um, a sort of traditional ad agency background, um, working with brands to help tell their stories, and now moving up much more into a sort of technology background to help uh, brands uh, not just understand the attention that their uh, ads are getting, but act on that insight to improve their business outcomes. That's awesome. Thank you. And the first thing that was springing to mind is, you know, how do you define attention? Because you also mentioned viewability, which people have been speaking about for a while, but that's different from attention. So it'd be good to know for, from your perspective, like if someone was to ask you, what is attention for advertising? Like, where do you start? It's a very good question. And it's also one with lots of different answers. So my answer is going to be different from other people's. I don't think I have the, the, the chapter and verse on this. But as an eye tracking company, we think that visual attention is really, really important. So we define attention as did anyone look at the thing that you want them to look at? Um, and we use our, our, right, our, our, technology, our, our technology is it allows us to convert people's webcams on their desktop computers or their, their, their smartphones into an eye tracking camera. So we, we get people to download that software onto their devices and then uh, and we pay them money to do that. We're not spying on them or anything. You know, it's all GDPR compliant and, 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 and above board like that. Um, but uh, 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 from these panels of people, uh, we can see uh, what was on the screen and then crucially, did they look at it? And if it was on the screen, like say for 10 seconds, did they look for 10 seconds? The answer is usually no. <laughs> um, and how long did they did they actually look at it for? And, and that's what the eye tracking um, uh, uh, picks up. So for us, attention isn't just the opportunity to see something, which I suppose that's the language that old in a more traditional media use, the OTS sort of thing. And in, in digital media, we talk about viewable impressions, which is essentially the same thing, this opportunity to, to, to see things. It's not just OTS. What we measure is the S. Did anyone actually see it? And that's what we think uh, uh, really matters. Obviously, this is this this, I, this definition of attention works for pretty much every visual medium. Um, there are media out there that you don't mon give monkeys about what, what the eyes are doing. Podcasts like this and your sponsors. Do you get do you get ads on this um, on this podcast? Or is this one big ad for you? For, for, <laughs> one big uh, ad for, for you? No, 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 um, no. Anyway, so monetized. It's not monetized. Eye tracking. Eye tracking is not much used for for, uh, for radio and for podcast and Spotify. And then also, um, just come back from a, a meeting with a client who's really interested in the impact of sound on on sort of video media. Um, and so, eye tracking isn't the be all and end all, but it is, um, it's a great big chunk of, of, of how you would define some sort of behavioural metric of, uh, of defining um, attention. Yeah. The other thing to say, though, as well, is that we are totally cognizant of the fact that even if we could measure 
all the attention in the world, that is itself only an, in, an ingredient, you know, that, that, uh, a, a, a metric. Because at the end of the day, the real question is, how does attention lead to action? How does uh, uh, people actually engaging with your advertising uh, or your marketing or your you know uh, influencer activity or how does how does engagement with your your broader marketing actually lead to um, uh, you achieving your aims? And so we're really really aware that we we've, we've got part of the story, but it and it, it explains a lot, but it doesn't explain the whole thing. And uh, and and uh, we're, we're we're part of a of an ecosystem of insight that can help um, marketers get the job done. That makes sense. And also quite refreshing to hear that you position it that way, because sometimes you hear people think there's only one silver bullet and you do this and all of a sudden your whole business has completely changed. But it's obviously a, uh, you say, it's a bunch it's of a bit more complicated than that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> although, I mean, you know, it's interesting you should say that, because I think that brings down to that the world is very complicated. Lots and lots of things out there. Going around telling people that the world is complicated doesn't actually help the situation. Mm. <laughs> what you want from uh, metrics like, like this isn't necessarily the whole answer, but at least a bit of the answer, a big mm. chunk of the answer uh, will be there. So while attention isn't the whole thing, we do think it is a, a really big and important part of, of that. And, um, and, and so, I would, you, know, you know, while it isn't the one number, is a big constituent part of that. Of that big one. Yeah, and, and I would definitely argue that the industry is starting to agree with you as well. Like you, you mentioned, you've been going coming up to eight years. We were first introduced six years ago, and it's always you know you, you talk about it to advertisers or, or buyers and sellers, and you're like, oh yeah, makes sense, doesn't it? You want people to actually see the ad, but <laughs> I think it's taken a bit of time for people to actually go, oh no, hold on, this is actually a viable way that we can. Uh, could conduct and, and buy and sell ads so like well, why do you think it's you know it feels topical but it's actually been around for a long time like what do you think is really driving like attention as a metric into the spotlight i think there's probably two it's some push factors and some pull factors uh, yeah so let's start with the pull factors which is that um yes it makes sense to the, the stuff that people look at would work more but you have to get the evidence and the data to, to be able to do that. When we first met uh, 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 Wayne, we were, um, uh, Lumen was using uh, hardware, you know, fancy eye tracking glasses. And you get people to come into a room, do a load of stuff and go, we got a hundred people to look at these different things. And guess what? Eight of them looked at it here. And that's quite nice to know. It's very difficult to make commercial decisions based on what eight people did versus, you know, 80 other people or, or whatever. We now use this technology that turns your webcam into a, um, an eye tracking camera, and that, and we deploy that um, on panels with a thousand people in the states, a thousand people in the UK. We're talking about um, uh, uh, panels in other countries in the world, and that's a massive volume of data. Suddenly, instead of you know the the, uh, the models that we used to be based on on, on on quite small sample sizes, now we have a, a huge amount of data across a wide variety of media and a wide variety of platforms. So, just the bulk force of having a lot of data to power really, really genuinely predictive models is one thing. The second thing is that this stuff works, um, and that helps. 
Um, it's, you know, it's it should work, shouldn't it? Like you say, ads that people look at should work harder than uh, ads that people don't. Um, uh, and it does work in theory. And the good thing is it also works in practice. So when we do deploy these uh, view, you know, these sort of attention measurement pixels, it turns out that the ads that we predict are getting most attention are also the ones that are driving most conversions. Um, and they're getting most clicks and um, they're also driving brand uplift studies. Uh, so we're working with a big retailer over here in the UK and they uh, uh, can get sort of attention optimized brand lift studies through a company called On Device Research. They're a brand lift study provider over here. Um, and it works not just for this retailer, for any of them, but you can then see, oh, look, the ads that this you know, this pixel is saying are getting the most attention, they uh, they get more clicks, they get more conversions, they lead to more sales, and and um, if you're a brand advertiser, they lead to more awareness. And again, there's a big difference between theory and practice. Yes, it works in theory. The good news is it also works in practice. The third sort of pull factor, and also, now these are the good things. And I'm, uh, the, the third pull factor, I think, is the fact that Lumen has learned that insight is all very well, but can't it can't just be delivered through a PowerPoint presentation. When you and I first met, I was really interested stuff. Why wouldn't you advertise on, say, The Guardian or The New York Times? I've got this wonderful evidence. And you go, Harry, you can look at this bar chart. We did some stuff. And you go, I can't do anything with that data. What we've done is we've turned this into... You know, uh, we you know, and people kept on saying to us, "Oh, I can't do it." And then, and then you have to. Uh, initially, I thought these people were stupid. You know, I thought, "Oh, you should just try harder." Then I realised that I was stupid. <laughs> I had to make the uh, uh, the technology accessible. So by fitting this insight into programmatic, you know, into pre-bid and post-bid solutions, instead of it being sort of like great in theory, you can actually see it in, in practice and, and, and make it. And it, I feel like an idiot that it took me such a long time to, uh, to do that. But now that you can use it, people are using it. Seeing the results, you go, oh, do it again. You know, so, you know, they're all the pull factors, you know. There's another, there's another big push factor, though, and that is uh, the death of the cookie. For ages, people have said, yeah, stands to reason that ads um, uh, that people look at should work harder. Oh, and isn't it nice? We've done some research. It, they do, but I don't care because I can put a pick cookie on people's machines and then track them around and my attribution model, which may well be bollocks, but it doesn't matter. Everyone believes the attribution model. So, and the cookie's going to do their job and you know all, all of that. And while this might be a better solution than cookie-based retargeting and stuff like that, the industry was set up on, on the basis of the cookie. Um, and uh, no one, not no one, I mean, the really advanced people, the really clever people, people like you um, and your listeners, I'm sure. Um, uh, but, listeners, yeah. yeah, exactly. Just a, <laughs> Uh, sort of audience service there but um lots of other people would go so what you're sort of t going to tell me is that um this is a better way of doing things like it, but all my bonuses are based on cookies <laughs> and all my financial deals are based on this you, you know and, and you this is better this i've built a better mousetrap this this is going to kill more mice or, or make more sales or something yeah well 
thanks to Margaret Vestanger um, and, um, and 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 the, the campaigners in California with CCPA, and and then now thanks to uh, Apple and eventually Google, cookies are sort of going away, and that's in part because of democratic um, uh, uh, institutions standing up for the rights of consumers, and that's democracy in action, and that's a good thing. But it's also down to just companies going, um, I, th I think we don't need this level of heat. We'll change our policies. Um, you know, I don't think tracking, unfortunately, is going to go away. We'll have another ways of doing it. You know, the, uh, the, it, it, uh, but, but what has certainly happened for, for our business is that we've gone from being a really, really interesting alternative to the cookie to being the only... <laughs> alternative to the cookie. And so there's quite a big push factor as lots and lots of um, agencies and brands are coming to us saying, we thought what you said was interesting, but now we find what you say is essential because we can't do the other things. So some, some, some pull factors and some push factors. Yeah, that, I've, got, I've got tons of tons of questions to come off that, but the, one of the, the immediate one is, so, so what are the barriers? Like why isn't everyone just adopting this today? Like what is the biggest challenge to that happening? Sleep. Um, <laughs> I'm so busy. I'm just crying myself to sleep with exhaustion. <laughs> if only this was a better managed company. Um, uh, uh, yeah. So, so, no, I think, you know, today, three big international global advertisers got in touch um, about stuff. So, Lots and lots of people are wanting to, tr to trial it. The, the big ones who have been doing it already, and you'll forgive me if I, some of them are quite sort of reticent, but there's some uh, big telecoms companies and some big um, CPG companies uh, that, are, that are sort of really involved in this space um, are, who've been doing it. They're seeing results and it's turning into case studies and they're, they're telling their mates. Well, and, and that, by the way, is nuts. We had a client from a big uh, apparel company um, write to a friend of his at a big uh, soft drinks company saying, we're having amazing results with this. You should try it too. I mean, that is, when do you ever get that sort of yeah. referral? I mean, that's wonderful. Um, so lots and lots of companies are, um, uh, 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 are sort of getting in touch. So I think there's the things that, the other sort of genuine barriers thing, I think is everyone is, while I, you know, with our more advanced companies, I mean, companies like the Co-op Supermarket in, in Britain, working with um, Dentsu, um, uh, are probably right at the forefront of this. And, and the guys at Dentsu have been really, really, I, mean, I think probably Dentsu and Mediacom are the real leaders uh, at the moment in this field. And they've been using our tags and, um, uh, and, and using some of the, the, the custom algorithms there. They're seeing really good results and it's sort of building and building and building uh, uh, from there. All the other people there are at sort of the sort of stage one of let's see if this works. And it always works. Mm. <laughs> it, it works, you know, so that's it. But, but you, you know, you, you have to, you have to bring people on a journey. And, and so I think that's, uh, that's a barrier. And then I think secondly, um, the, 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 I think there's a, a challenge for us that what we would really like to do is 
work in partnership with some of the big, more established players anyway. So our technology could, I think, um, it, it fits in with DD, it, it, we've got integrations with DD360 and Amobi and um, uh, 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 Avocet. Um, and Avocet is a DSP based area, but they're also uh, a, just a big technology, you know, an ad tech technology company. And um, and they have actually, we've partnered with them. So this, uh, this Lumen attention measurement platform, this LAMP, platform is a is a is a, 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 a combination of, of both lumen expertise and other set expertise so we've got we've got these integrations with these big dsps and these small dsps a few more of these big integrations um will mean that this is distributed so that anyone can just turn it on when they want it because you don't you you shouldn't have the, the, the choke up point at the moment is the fact that we're having this um, uh, podcast now. My emails are just stacking up as we're doing it. I could just feel it. You know, oh, God, opportunity uh, cast in the podcast. No, no, exactly. This better be, better be worth it, Wayne. So, so really, we just need more you know, access marketing. But also, we at Lumen need to make it that much easier just to turn on the, 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 the within the systems that people are already using. Mm. And that... How has attention been sort of um, received by publishers and platforms? Because I guess they kind of optimize their properties to be good for performance. They price them accordingly and performance in inverted commas, like yeah, yeah. Uh, cookie-based attribution, last click. Um, the formats might not be that great at grabbing attention. So so I don't know, what, what conversations do you have with them around attention and, and how their properties are perceived in a different way, I guess? Well, I think um, there's quite a lot of uh, scepticism and resistance initially, because, frankly, what we say is that just because an ad is viewable doesn't mean it's viewed. And that can mean that lots of publishers and platforms go, oh, bollocks. So my million impressions that I sold, perhaps only half of those are actually getting looked at say and that's a quite a typical situation you know but um once you get over that you realize that everything's relative and there are good um, publishers out there and there are bad publishers and there are probably many more bad publishers than there are good publishers Mm. um you know that there's a lot of crap out there um but what we find is that the good publishers good for attention publishers i mean morals and politics aside um the good good for attention publishers usually are also the ones that pay journalists and creators you know half decent money to to produce something that people is worth worth watching what we find again and again is that the more people read an article or they engage with the content the more they look at the ads and then publishers go oh holy crap i see so what you're doing is you're, you know, that, that all, all that all that cost of producing this interesting content, this stuff on BVOD, or um, this this interesting video content that goes up onto YouTube, or this video content, um, say on like Yahoo, the video content on Yahoo costs a bomb to make but is worth it because people hang around because the video content's good Mm. people end up watching the ads because they're you know when people don't watch the ads it's when you've got very very cluttered uh websites with 
a million ads all you know, firing at the same time, and that the content itself is is pretty crap. Um, and, and so when when people get over that hurdle, they realise, ah, so in actual fact, what you're saying is that attention is a finite resource. There's only so much of it to go around. And it turns out that my site or my, 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 my property um, uh, collects a lot of that. <laughs> and it's a zero-sum game. Mm. The good people, you know, the, you only have, there are only 24 hours in the day. There are only 16 hours that we're awake. You can't look at everything all the time. So the good pub- publishers um, uh, are, are really on our side. The, the other thing that does seem to happen as well is uh, we've had a number of run-ins with Facebook recently. Um, uh, and, and it is interesting because whenever Facebook say anything, whenever, they're not very angry or anything, but they, you know, challenge, I get a flurry of emails going, oh, you, you showed them, fantastic, ah, it's wonderful, yeah. But actually, what we've, what we've found in, in collecting data on hundreds of thousands of Facebook impressions is that, um, uh, yes, I mean, not everyone watches every Facebook ad to an end, to the end. But get this, more ads on Facebook get viewed than are viewable. It turns out, and I thought for a while it was our our technology um, had gone wrong. I mean, that's the automatic assumption, you know, tiny little technology company says something counterintuitive like that, must be bollocks. Uh, you know, uh, something has gone terribly wrong. Um, but it hasn't actually. Technology works, don't worry. What happens is that loads of people are scrolling through Facebook really quite fast. The ads, especially in the feed, or even in stories as well, um, zoom past. People do look at them and they do, and they do often remember them and they do have an effect, even if the ad is not on screen long enough to be technically viewable. Facebook, it turns out, is perhaps the world's greatest poster medium. People are looking at these ads for about one second, one and a half seconds or something like that. Um, perhaps they're not what, it's not like TV. They're not, they're not stopping and staring. But they do end up looking at them and they do end up, you know, there's a relationship. I mean, more attention is always, always a good thing. But some attention is better than none. And so what we find actually is that even for companies like Facebook, when you actually start looking at this attention data, there are some really interesting and sometimes quite counterintuitive uh, things. We, we often find that, say, if, if an ad on Facebook reaches the screen, even just one pixel of the screen, you know, uh, you know when you do the mass, it works out that around about 80% of those things get some attention. And that, I think, is quite an important thing for Facebook to get their heads around. Mm. That, you know, they have been dinged quite a lot about viewability scores. And they, um, uh, they say, oh, come on, you know, Gov, you know, it's not that bad, you know, it's viewable. But it turns out the MRC standards are, are visible uh, and, and they're not helpful and they're not useful <laughs> um, in, in this regard. You know, and they're good for fraud and stuff like that. And perhaps... Facebook have had a point all this time um, that, that there's more to life than these these rather sort of um, procrustean uh, 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 viewability standards that that you know it, it were invented by some committee in New York at the MIC. So you know they're they're they're, they're, they're not behavioural data anyway. It's just some sort of arbitrary standard. So long answer, 
um, after initial sort of skepticism, when people start interrogating this data, understanding the reality of attention to things, good publishers and good platforms, just like you know Facebook and Instagram, I think are okay, this is really useful stuff and actually explains a lot of the 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 outcomes metrics that we're seeing at the other end. Yeah, it's so interesting. Like I'm I'm really fascinated by uh, supply and demand in advertising and how you reach the, the the price point the market decides on like equilibrium so that publishers are being rewarded and advertisers are getting returns and the way that equilibrium has been reached to date has been like primarily last click cookie based i'm going to predict that this cookie converts to x so i'll pay y but actually you throw in a more uh, a different or, or a different kind of metric how these platforms and buyers now price throws everything in the, into a different way and arguably this this has to be better because it's about someone seeing an ad so which so yeah. is the, that's the point of advertising with respect to our friends at spotify and at, oh, uh, yeah. uh, the radio industry and stuff like that yeah. but yeah, absolutely absolutely i think um you know what we try and do is we we do try and come up with one metric and we call it attentive seconds per thousand impressions hmm. So if you were to buy a thousand impressions, say on, uh, say on Facebook, yeah, um, you, out of those thousand impressions, if they reach the screen, I mean, if they don't reach the screen, we can't, there's no, but if they reach the screen in front of people, um, then perhaps 800 of those will get looked at for on average about uh, 1.6 seconds. And so that creates about 1300 seconds of attention per thousand impressions. And then on another uh, platform, another website, um, uh, uh, you might get um, uh, 600 people looking at the ads for one second. And so that would be uh, uh, 600 seconds of attention for your thousand impressions. That's useful information. And it's put in thousands because what you can also do is work out the, the, your CPM, your cost per thousand. Mm. And if you have your attention per thousand and your cost per thousand, then you can work out what is the cost of attention, your ACPM. Mm. Now that is useful data because then you can go, right, I bought a million impressions here and I bought a million impressions there and it costs the same. But how much attention did I get for that? And then you can, and then you can start saying, well, I buy a million impressions here, I'll spend a million dollars. Uh, 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 here and this other website is asking the same price but for half the number of impressions that doesn't seem like a good deal but then if you look at the attention they're generating in actual fact they might be an attention bargain Mm. you know and then suddenly you have a way of pricing inventory not based on impressions or these rather convoluted uh, uh, attribution models that I don't really believe in any way, and, and now anyway is going away. Um, you, instead, you can price impressions based on, 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 on at least the predicted attention. And we're seeing that that means that, you know, th- there, is a, there is an understandable flight to quality. <laughs> but it's sometimes quite hard to justify that. You know, people, you know, for, for brand safety reasons and for, for just you know, reasons of protecting an ecosystem, lots and lots of people like the Conscious Advertising Network and, and people are saying, you have to invest in journalism and uh, uh, and all. all that sounds good. But if 
if, if, if journalism costs more money, mm. then you have a fiduciary re- uh, responsibility as a as a as a as a, as, a, as an agency to buy the cheapest the cheapest um, media. However, if you add in this attention stuff, you suddenly realise actually you are defrauding the company by buying the cheapest stuff because there's no media that is as expensive as one that no one looks at. Mm. Um, the, the, the highest priced ad of all is the one that no one looks at because you've just paid money for nothing. So now don't get me wrong. It's not that I, I keep on using, you know, the New York Times and Fox News and, you know, uh, uh, The Guardian as examples. It isn't just, you know, um, big news organisations or the sort of traditional media that are the only good place. There are loads of good places to advertise on the internet. There are loads of amazing blogs that generate loads of dwell time and loads of engagement. They, They might be small blogs, but they are generating tons of attention and they are really good places to advertise. And then also there are bargains out there. There might be stuff that doesn't get tons of attention, but it's so cheap that it too is an attention bargain. There is an attention arbitrage going on there. Um, and I think there's, it's an amazing sort of playground for traders because you've got this way of getting sort of, what we should be searching for is like attention alpha. Um, you know how much how much attention you're getting how much are you paying for it you either can you can you can pay more for stuff that's guaranteed good <laughs> but also you can um uh, uh oh no, you're much more of a trader than i am i don't understand this language I used to do that. <laughs> but, you know, but equally there's going to be some things that might be sort of subprime but there's gold in there too yeah. Uh, and smart traders will work out that it isn't always just about buying, paying over the odds for the super premium stuff, although that is a good thing. But there might be some um, uh, 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 sort of uh, uh, you know, nuggets of gold in the uh, uh, elsewhere. This has been great. Thanks, Mike, so much. It's been uh, so interesting to talk about this in depth, and we could go on for ages, but. We try and limit the podcast to sort of like <laughs> five, forty minutes. But my final question, really, I guess, is: so, what is the future of attention-based advertising? Well, as we see it, um, it's about um, measuring uh, and uh, and trading and optimizing attention. So the first thing is to um, you know measure all these you know uh, the, all the inventory that's out there and, and pr- create really powerful predictive models that are, and that's not just for digital advertising we're now doing it for gaming we're doing it for out of home we've already got models for for, for things like print advertising and, and, and TV and we work with an, an American company uh, an amazing company that happens to be American as well uh, called T Vision. Yan Louis is someone who you ought to get on your podcast soon because they do what Lumen does, but for, te- for telly. Um, and um, uh, so, so measure everything. Um, and gaming is an extremely ex- exciting area for us at the moment. Really. That's it. Provide tools for people to trade on this stuff. Um, and our BSP sort of plugins are, are, are one of that. But really, we only know so much. It'd be smart traders. 
um, and, and the adopts people who will take this data and, and really juice it for, for, for value. And there's still so much more that we, we can do that, especially when you when you start talking to DMPs and linking attention, not just to clicks and brand uplift studies, but to sales in store. We work with a number of big retailers over here in Britain and um, the, the potential there to, 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 to close the loop between uh, ads that people look at and ads that end up people, you know, people buying cans of beer and, you know, cauliflowers and things like that in store afterwards is really good. But the third thing is about um, creative and, uh, uh, and branding as well. What we've been talking about so far has been about um, media. It's been essentially about time and it's about space. But we know, you know, the big ads get more attention than small ads. You know, ads that are on screen for a long time get more attention than, you know, and then we, it's more complicated than that. But it's still fairly, fairly simple. Right there. The, the the missing piece here is attention to your ads, and the, you know, we can talk a lot about media, but we should also be talking about meaning, because people look at stuff which is significant to them. Just because it's in front of you doesn't necessarily always mean that you look at it or, or, or take in the message. So the creative is really, really important. And understanding that, it, and we, we come from a creative testing background, so we've always known this, but operationalizing that is going to be really, really exciting. Meaning only matters for individuals. So we can't just, you know, it's going to be about the time, meaning to who. So the targeting data is still going to be really important and, and the creative optimization. And I think it's that area. So, so once we've sorted out the media, working about the meaning, uh, that's where the next steps are going to go for us. And, 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 and that's what we're really excited about. Fascinating. Um, thanks a lot, Mike. I really appreciate you coming on the AdPod. And uh, hopefully we'll get to catch up in person some point soon. Very good. Thanks very much, Wayne. Cheers, Mike. Well, there it is, episode nine of the AdPod, officially in the books. I thoroughly enjoyed chatting to Mike. So knowledgeable and so passionate about attention becoming the sort of primary measure that you want to measure advertising against. Anyway, thank you for all the positive feedback that I've been getting on the podcast. It's so nice to hear and read. Um, but if there's anyone that you think I should be interviewing about a topic, please do let me know. I'm sure you can find me on LinkedIn because there aren't many people, if any, with my name. Uh, but apart from that, I hope that you stay safe and well, and I look forward to seeing you next time on the AdPod. Pod.